Well, after all of that, we certainly are living in unprecedented times. If you have watched the news at all this week, they have said that nothing like this has gone on um, before. And the last time that people were put in lockdown or social isolation was during World War I. So it is um, new territory that people are walking into and it has the ability to create a bit of fear, which we are going to speak about. We're not speaking about fear today, but we're going to be talking about ways to overcome fear with faith. So... If you have also watched the news for any length of time, you do not leave feeling uplifted. For us as a family, turning on the TV in the morning is not something we usually do. Of a night time, occasionally Pastor Rob wants to see what's going on in the news. He even likes watching the regional news. So it's not something we usually do. But with so much going on in our world with the coronavirus, I was just like going, on Tuesday morning, I thought, I'll just see what's going on on the news. Half an hour turns into an hour. And I was thinking, what have I missed? I do not have a stockpile of toilet paper or rice or pasta or mincemeat. Was there a memo that I missed somewhere? No, it was just the media making me think on these things over and over again. On Wednesday morning, we have a family Marco Polo. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a thing where you can just send like a little video chat. We got it when Carmel moved away. That It was just sometimes nice to see her face. And um, it was 7.30 in the morning and Mariah said, if you want to feel good about your day don't turn the news on. And I remember how I felt yesterday morning, so I just sent one back going, yeah, I totally agree, not realising that major changes were going to take place a couple hours later, which they're going to um, continue to affect us as well. But I was just reminded about this scripture verse that we see in Proverbs 4, 23 and 27, and it says this, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life the words there it says guard your heart whose job is it to guard your heart it's my job it's my job to guard what I'm allowing to go in it says avoid all perverse talk and stray away from corrupt speech. This is where we need to limit our news watching during this time. Or if you want to watch the news, get it from a reliable source. Go to reputable sites like actual government websites to get correct information. There's things like SA Health, there's the PM standing for Prime Minister.gov.au, and they actually give you all the correct information of what we need to know. Because too often people hear a line on the news and they don't hear the rest of the story. And if everything that I'd been told this week, boy, we were in trouble. Now, that whole thing about the toilet paper in Hong Kong they were having a bit of a shortage. 
I need to let you know, people in South Australia, toilet paper is made here in South Australia. We are not running out of toilet paper in South Australia. In Hong Kong, maybe there was a slight supply delay, but we are okay here. I don't know how many people's garages are full of toilet paper, but mine isn't one of them. Just saying. Have you seen all those funny Christian memes about with all the toilet paper you bought, you got a tithe? Pastor Rob and myself are going to be fine for weeks. No, it doesn't, the tithe doesn't come to us. The church is going to be fine for toilet paper for weeks. I saw a funny meme about farmers. What do they do with the coronavirus? Just business as usual because they're out on their own, on their tractor and on their blocks by themselves. So for them, it's just business as usual. They don't even know there's any craziness going on here. So avoid or perverse talk. We better talk about the scripture because that's what we're in church for and stray away from corrupt speech. The enemy is looking for a landing pad. And when we watch and listen to too much, that's when fear tries to grab a hold of us because that's what it did to me Tuesday morning. I was just like, I don't have a stockpile of anything. I don't have a spare bag of rice. I don't have any spare pasta. Oh, maybe I should buy some more toilet paper. Is it, there's no mincemeat on the shelf for me to buy anyways. But fear was trying to grab hold. And I had to arrest that straight away. And I go, fear is part of the devil's toolbox, not part of God. God's tool is faith. And I'm going to teach you some things this morning that are going to teach us about the difference between fear and faith. And you can't fight the two. You you can't work with the two. You can't go, oh, I feel a little bit scared here. But oh, yeah, God, I trust in you. We've either got to have one or the other and go, you know what? God, your word says that you're going to watch over us. This has got to be the source of where all our help is going to come from. Verse 25 says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. It says, mark out a straight path for your feet. And it says, stay on the safe path. That is why we are doing everything in our power to use precautions and to keep us safe. If the government then say something different on Tuesday, we will be following those policies and procedures because we want our people safe. First and foremost, that's what we're doing and that's where we're coming from. And don't try and get all sidetracked by some other, you know, hickledy-pickledy stories. Sometimes Christians can be really good conspiracy theorists. God's in control. Just let us know that. Verse 27 says, Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet... From following evil. So Pauline put in brackets, no panic buying. So that just sort of straight away fix me up. Keep your eyes looking where they need to look. Don't get sidetracked. Of course my family's going to have food. They don't usually go without food. I'll go to the supermarket and buy what I need. Maybe one extra packet of mince if I need it. But don't get sidetracked. No panic buying. Even the Prime Minister said stop it. You're being sun Australian, so just stop it. Okay, so today I want you to leave this place feeling revived and ready for the coming season. Things may look different over the next few weeks or even months, but God's word stands true through it all. Make God's word your source. Proverbs 12.25 says, Worry weighs a person down. 
but an encouraging word cheers a person up. So this morning, my words are not going to weigh you down. They are going to cheer you up. This year, our theme for the church is victory. And you know what? We're going to keep in that theme this year, even this week. And our, my message title, the topic for today is reminders. So my message is victory through reminders. When I was thinking about today's message, I was thinking, oh, it's just way too basic. They all know this. They don't need to hear it again from me. Then I was reminded, if any of you have children or you work in a workplace and you're told directives of what needs to happen, let's just take our children or people in general. If I tell my children once in their lifetime, once, you need to pick up your close, who knows that they continue to do that for the rest of their life? Like you ask them once to clean their room and they automatically know that that's what they need to do every day for the rest of their life. Okay, by that overwhelming response, I realise that you live in the same kind of household as me. Or who of you has children or you live in a house and you go every night after dinner, like every night after we've had dinner, I want you to all help with the dishes. All of you help with the dishes. So every night after dinner, they finish having dinner. They don't run to different corners of the house. They all come to the kitchen sink and help you. Clearly, you live in the same house as me. What do I need to do? Come on, girls. Come and help dry the dishes. Because I don't have to say it to Josh because he usually is there doing them little plug for Joshy there. Um, so can you see that we need to remind our children to help do their jobs, clean their room, do the dishes? In our workplaces, we get reminded of what needs to happen. And sometimes you can think, yeah, we know, we know, but clearly there's people that don't. So today, all I'm doing is I want you to have victory in your life and I'm just going to give you a few reminders of what God's word says. So we're going to look at a few psalms. Now, Psalms was written by David or King David, and David was known as a man after God's own heart. And I thought about that and I went, wow, what a title to have, a man after God's own heart. And why I want you to know that is he was known as a man after God's heart because he was trusting, he was loving, he was devoted, he was faithful, he was obedient, and he was also repentant because there was things that he... If you look at his life, he did some things wrong and God was able to say, he's a man after my own heart. So we're going to look at some of his writings this morning because you know what? I want to be class in that title. I want to be a woman after God's own heart. You want to be a man after God's own heart. So we need to do some of the things that David did. Psalm 121, 1 and 2 says this, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You know, when David is telling us to lift our eyes up, what happens when you lift your eyes up? You're all lifting your eyes up to me. Not that I really want you all looking at me, but we all lift our eyes up. Our head is lifted as well. When we're, our head is lifted and our eyes are lifted to the one who can make a difference, our attention comes off here. Wallow, wallow, wallow. Things are so bad, I'll have to eat some worms. 
to lift it up, go, you are the maker of heaven and earth and I look to you. You're where my help comes from. You know what? The second part of that verse, this is really encouraging to all of us believers. I want you to know that God is not caught off guard by any of the stuff that's going on at the moment. Because it says in verse 3 and 4 of, the, of Psalm 121, it says, He who watches over you, being God, will not slumber. Indeed, he will never slumber nor sleep. God is not asleep, hasn't taken him by surprise. He knows what's going on. Who wants to know what the keys are during this time? We're going to go to Psalm 91. You might have heard a lot of people talking about it, and I'm telling you this is, after today, you're going to actually be telling people why you need to look at Psalm 31. Go through it with them. Go through it with your kids. And why? We know that God is in control. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in him. For he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you in his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and protection. His promises are your armour and your protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone you will trample on a lion you will trample upon lions and cobras you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet the lord says i will rescue those who love me i will protect those who trust in my name when they call on me i will answer i will be with them in trouble i will rescue and honor them I will, re will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. You need to read this psalm over and over again because it carries so many promises. And we'll just unpack a few that you can see them. In verse 1, it says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High and find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The word live or in other translations it says dwell, it means to take up permanent residence. So he is saying, if we live in the shelter of God, it means we're going to stay there. We're taking up permanent residence. We're not going anywhere else. It says we will find rest. It says if we stay under the shadow of the Almighty, Shadows, by definition, 
are a place of protection or covering. They provide relief from the direct heat of the sun. That is why you see sheep. Well, I've seen sheep. If there's a tree, they, they try and find that shadow. I've even seen them trying to find um, protection from their feeding trough. If it casts a shadow, you find them staying there. Because what it's actually doing is, if the heat is severe, the shade is a place where it's not so hot. It, 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 the intensity isn't quite so bad. And I thought to myself, when we stop and think about the words that are in his word, he's trying to say to us, this is what I want you to say. I'm not saying there's no heat out at the moment. I'm not saying things aren't really tough out at the moment. But what I'm saying is stay in my shadow. Permanently live near me. As a reminder for us, he wants us to know that we actually never live alone. God is saying to us this morning, walk in my shadow, up close to my side. And when we are resting in God's shadow, we will never face the full heat of our difficulties. His shade, his shadow diminishes what is actually felt in the intensity of the heat. We need to remember that this morning. God's protection and the comfort of his presence is ours when we choose to love him and walk under his covering. The entire chapter of Psalm 91 is filled with the goodness and power of God. We are given reminders that he faithfully works on behalf of those who love him. He says, for those who love me, for those who love me, these are all the things I'm going to do. But at the end of the chapter, he gives eight reasons why we don't need to fear. And so they start from verse 14. It says, I will rescue those who love me. It means he will deliver. He will cause a way of escape. It's saying, I will protect those. It means he's going to give us protection from all harm. And I love this one. It says, when they call on me, I will answer. He doesn't slumber or sleep. He's awake, he's listening, and it's saying he will answer. Nine times out of ten, the answer is going to be found in here. It will be. I will be with them in trouble. So people might be feeling in distress and in afflictions, and he's going, I'm going to be with you in your trouble. I will rescue. He's going to bring people into safety. He's going to honour them. He's going to be heavily upon us. He's going to be there with us. He says, I will reward them with long life. This is meaning we're going to have abundance on the journey of life and I will give them my salvation. He is our deliverance and he is our victory. There is a great blessing as we seek after God and choose to walk in his ways. God's reminders are sure, strong and true, assuring, that, assuring us that in all that we walk through, we are not alone. And although he says we're never going to face, he didn't say we're not going to face hard times, he does say that he'll be with us, he'll be rescuing us, he'll be protecting us, we need to talk to him and he's going to answer us. I just want to give us some 
practical things that we can do during this time to keep us spiritually healthy. Do you know, we have a job of keeping our homes one of peace, faith and safety. We are needing to make sure that we are turning to God's word for our source of strength and we need to pray. His word says that we're to worry about nothing and we are to pray about everything. You know, a couple of practical things that you can do. If you don't have a word for today, if you've never picked one up, I don't want you to be embarrassed. I want you to grab one in the foyer today. I'll actually make sure I've got some out there straight away because if you can read that devotion every day, if you can go through the bottom, it's got soul food reading. It'll be taking you through the Bible, through all little bits. It'll have Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs. It's just good for you. If you've never done it, we've got plenty of time up our sleeves currently. Start the habit now. We have to use our time wisely though, because what I'm going to tell you to do, we need to choose worship over the news choose to put on some worship music choose to put something on YouTube and and watch something good because I'm not saying don't watch the news get your reliable sources do do that be wise but choose to have more time worshiping than what you do over the news you know what choose to have a little walk outside rather than just sitting and watching TV on Tuesday night I can tell you right now I had such a headache I could have gone to bed at 6 30 at night all this stuff was going on and I was just like going, oh, I just feel so crook. And you know what? I thought, you know what? Go outside, have a walk around your block a few times, which I did under reluctance. I'm talking to myself. Go for a walk outside. No, I don't want to. (laughs) So walked around the block a few times. I took my computer outside, worked on the deck, and I was able to keep working until 9.30. But you know what? If I had gone by my feelings, I would have gone to bed at 6.30. Just saying. Choose creativity. During this time, we get so busy that we've forgotten what it's like to be creative because we're just going through the flow. You might need to sit down with a cup of tea and just give give yourself time to think creative ways of doing stuff with the children. If you do not make a plan, it won't happen as well. There's a practical tip. So go, okay, we'll do this tomorrow. We'll do that. Or if you're home with the kids, make a bit of a plan get them to help you fold up the washing that could be something novel might not be the way you like it just a thought should have taught myself that a bit earlier on um choose laughter and love to build strong foundations that's what we need to choose choose to laugh at things a little bit more than we probably do um now is a time to choose doing some family devotions there's no excuses we're not all running around to sport at different times you're home together choose to make it a priority make it a little bit more exciting because what I was I said in the first one so I better not leave it at this one kids can sit through a movie for an hour and a half Pastor Kylie said some of them even go longer two and a half and they sit there without wiggling and squiggling they sit there the whole time have you ever tried doing a five minute family devotion got to make it a little bit more exciting you don't have to make it quite as um, Marvel movies but maybe you read it first Maybe say something that we can take out of it. Encourage all your family to pray around the table. Start making some good disciplines. Because we will be spending more time than usual with your loved ones, with other people. Here's a couple more verses you need to remind yourself of. Colossians 3, 13 and 14 says, Make allowances for each other's faults. 
and forgive everyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Make allowances for your kids and your husband. Sometimes make allowances for yourself. Make yourself a cup of tea. It's okay. And Ephesians 4 verse 2 says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. If we do that, we will even see differences in our family. Do you just want to put up the last slide? We all know this. We all know that church is not a building. You know, during this time coming up, we're just kind of warning you, really. Church might look a little bit different. Pastor Rob gave ways that we want to remain connected with you. But I want us to be open to what the Holy Spirit wants us to do as individuals. If someone comes on your mind, I want you to message them. I want you to ring them. I'm I'm not asking you to give them a five-point prophecy. Please don't do that. I just want you to check on them. Unless God gives you something really strongly. If it's too weird, can you just check it through me first? Other than that, ring people up. Connect with them. Because that's how sometimes the Holy... Most times the Holy Spirit talks to me. He just puts someone in my mind. And it's just a text. I'm thinking of you today. Or have a great day. When someone does it to me, it puts a smile on my face. Sure, it'll put a smile on someone else's. During this time, we have a light to shine. You know, as kids, we we sang that song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We need to let our light shine even brighter. Now is not the time to hide your light. Don't get caught up in all the hysteria. We're here to offer hope because we know why. We know who we can rest in. The shadow, you know, is the intensity is not going to be as 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 harsh because we got God. He's not saying we're not going through stuff, but the intensity is not going to be there. This morning, as we finish off, we're going to pray. I'm just going to pray that fear does not take a hold of your life. Because for those who have struggled this week and they know that they've allowed themselves to be drawn in to what's gone on, we're just going to pray over that area. And then after that, after I've prayed, I want you to pray with me the the beginner's prayer because some people in their hearts might be going oh I don't feel quite right with God you know we want to take every opportunity in every service to be praying that prayer because you might be praying that for the very first time in your heart and if that is the case I'd love you to come up and talk to me afterwards because there's some resource I want to give you to help you on your journey so we're just going to pray now Lord Jesus we just come before you And Holy Spirit, we just rely on you. You know, you said that you are the comforter. You are our protector. We draw on all that you are to get us through. And right now, I take a hold of any fear that has tried to take root in the hearts of your people here this morning. And I just thank you that you will pluck that out and send it back to the pit of hell where it believes. We do not want to operate out of any fear, but we want to operate out of faith that you are a good God, that you are in control, that you know the beginning from the end, that none of this has taken you by surprise. I just thank you that you are awake and alert and that we can draw on you. Our strength comes from you. We love you, Lord. Why don't you pray this prayer with me? Dear God, 
I believe Jesus is your son who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. If you never got an email, please fill out a Connect card that we can make sure that you get all the correspondence. Pick up your children and you can go.